the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, talking about life, relationships, and achieving. Here's your host, Sue Freeze. In all things, give thanks. So I just want to thank you right now. I want to thank you for joining uh, the Sue Freeze Show. I am, uh, once again, honored, humbled to be part of the show and, you know, putting the thoughts together and praying before I come on and, and Lord, what do you want me to talk about today? Um... Things are going on very strongly in uh, Ecola's life and in my life, but in Ecola's life. And right now we're putting together our annual meeting, and uh, it's a big deal. It's a big deal because there's so much that goes into it, and the people that aren't you know, putting so much into it don't realize how much is put into it. But isn't that true with anything? Uh, you know, the sacrifices we make and the stronger the sacrifice it expresses just how much we care, um, and and we get more out of it the more we put into anything. So uh, today's show, I'm kind I'm kind of like uh, I'm not sure what to do here, and I think they both go together. And so what I have from the Lord is challenges, dealing with challenges. You know, as Christians, are we exempt from them? <laughs> I wish not really though, not really though. Because I think it, there's a reason for them, obviously. Uh, and also just putting on the full armor of God. Because when we have challenges, we need to know what we can do to battle them. And what the Lord tells us to do, I'm going to read the scripture in its wholeness. But he talks about putting on the full armor of God. And I don't know about you, but I need that armor on. I so do. Do you? It's it's uh it's tough. It's the beginning of the year, and that's true. Yeah, it's the beginning of the year, and uh, you know the Lord wants us to fulfill the purpose that He created us for, and the devil has a purpose too. And some of you might going, you know, might be saying, "Devil, you know, really is there really a devil?" Yes, there's really a devil. Does he have? Is he red? Does he have horns? I don't think so. I really don't think so, but he is real. And when we have these challenges or we have this attack, sometimes it's not just a challenge. It's more like an attack, big time attack on your marriage, on your business. We get attacked and we need to know what we need to do. How how can we combat this? And so we're going to talk about that. All right. 
So I am uh, referring back to the bold leadership, biblical principles for marketplace impact, giving credit where credit is due. Dr. Merlin Switzer, he gave me, it was a gift. He gave me this book. It was the only book he brought with him when he came and spoke to the convene group that I belonged to for many, many years. And uh, he decided that he was going to give it to me. And it has come in very handy. And I think that I've done well by he gave it to me and I'm giving back and I'm I'm paying it forward. Because I'm talking to you about this book, and it's not just one time I've talked to you about the book. I'm, you know, every chapter has so much wealth of knowledge in it that can be helpful. And what I tell people all the time is that, you know, you don't have to be a business owner to glean a golden nugget out of what's being said here. You don't have to be a leader in charge of a big group of people either, because we are leading, even if we're just leading our one child. We, there are people watching us, and what we do with what comes at us matters. So I don't want someone to tune out because they heard uh, the beginning of the show and they're saying, oh, that doesn't, that doesn't relate to me. I don't see how I can get anything. You were uh, exposed to the show today because there's something here for you. The Lord wants you to get something out of today. I learned a long time ago that I need to uh, pursue things with expectation. And that is a golden nugget all in itself. We can go and we can do our time at a meeting that we committed to or whatever. Or we can have the kind of attitude is, I'm going to make the most of these minutes and I'm going to get something out of it or I'm going to give something during it. Right? So that is a golden nugget. All in its own is anything you're going to do, do it with all your heart. Do it all the way for God. That's something I'm going to be talking to my employees about. So I have an issue right now at Ecola, and it's really pressing on my heart. And it has to do with trust, has to do with dishonesty. And, uh, you know, as the owner and the president, you know, we have to set that that flag. We have to set the line in the sand of what is okay and what is not. And once you allow something, then the message gets out loud and clear, whether you want it to or not, that it's okay, even if you don't want it to be okay. For instance, if a company um, accepts cash as payment, it is so easy for cash to get feet and disappear, and nobody knows where it went. And it's so easy to maybe forget that you took cash or forget that you need to deposit the cash. So it's one of those things where it's almost better to say, we don't receive cash. It's check or credit card. And that's what a cola is going back to because we have some issues with cash, Right? So if you're a customer and you've been paying us with cash, we no longer will receive cash. So, side note, um, I have to let somebody go. And this person's been with me a long time, and I'm not going to give names. And this person has some private struggles that have been going on a long time that are beyond this person's control that has to do with another family member that he is in charge and responsible for. So my heart tears up. My eyes well up about the decision I need to make. And it's not an easy one. And it's one I really, really, really wish I didn't 
have to make. But I have to make it for the well-being and the welfare for the rest of the company because I have to make a statement and I have to say that it's not okay. And it's not okay. And I believe in grace and I believe second chances bigger and better than most in my business. I, people say I care too much and I'm too understanding and I'm too forgiving. I'll go to my grave with those and I'll be satisfied and okay with it. But I'm now at the, the point in my life where I don't want people to mistake kindness for weakness. And I want people to understand that it's out of God's grace that I've been forgiving. And maybe you're at that point now too, that line in the sand where you have to say enough is enough or it's not okay. And that's okay. And it actually is freeing because if you're doing right and God tells you that you're doing right, then you have all you need to be empowered to make that decision and to stand by it. And that's what I needed. I needed this show today because in doing the research and everything, I got the answer that I was asking the Lord to reveal to me. Am I doing the right thing? Have I, been, have I done everything humanly possible to fix and remedy the problem? And the Lord is very clear in what he's saying. So um, I'm hoping this will be helpful. I know it will be because you tuned in and the Lord wanted you here. Uh, and I really, really personally would appreciate it very much if you could share this show. It's the Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com show. And thank you so much if this is your first time tuning in. I'm so excited. I can think you can probably hear my smile uh, when I think about you being tuning in and, and listening today. Because, um, you know, I've been doing this a long time now. I mean, eight years. It's not like 20 years. But it's eight years. And eight years is a long time. Dang it. And I've learned a lot. And I'm still learning. And if I didn't learn, I wouldn't be challenged. And I'd probably get bored. I don't know if you're like that. But me, even in my business, uh, the termite pest control business, I never in a million years, if you would have said, when I was 15, 16, even 17, when I left my house and went to college and was on my own at 17, if somebody said that you're going to do this, Sue, because you're going to end up being president of a pest control company, I would have looked at them very funny and said, I don't think so. I got other things that I think I'm supposed to be doing. But the Lord had something different in store. And then if somebody would have said, you're going to have a radio show and you're going to have a TV show, I'm like, what are you talking about? So, you know, the Lord is an awesome God. And uh, I just thank you for tuning in to the Sue Free Show. So this show is about the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And that's a lot, isn't it? It is a lot. So... Getting to the book, it says, are we as Christians exempt from challenges? Question mark, question mark. Certainly not. How we respond to challenges speaks to our faith and perspective about our life, meaning our belief system. And that's so true with any reaction, any response. What you believe will, will create the dynamics of what is going to happen next. And we have the power to change our belief system. So if you're believing something that's actually not true, you have the ability to identify that and to change your belief system. 
All right? That's really cool. It really is. Challenges. Challenges that require extra effort or threaten us in some way. Challenges and trials test our faith. It's so true. Such as financial. Who out there is challenged by financial situations? How about dishonesty? It's a big one, isn't it? Conflicts of interest and persecution. That's another one for another day, but persecution. That is painful. It is, but I'm not going to go there today. The Bible has plenty to say about the subject. There are many verses that give us insight into a biblical perspective about responding to challenges and trials. Here are two. We can rejoice in trials knowing they represent opportunities to test and strengthen our faith. In fact, how we respond to challenges and trials is a testament to the maturity of our faith. That's James 1, 2. And the other one is, we should expect we will face trials. Rejoice in those trials, especially if they are a result of Christ. We are blessed if we suffer because of Christ, and in those instances, we should give glory to God. 1 Peter four twelve sixteen. I was reminded recently about something, and it goes right along with us being persecuted for Christ, is that when my mother um, died, she died of heart, uh, heart failure after a surgery, and she never really woke up again. And she went into the surgery, and I was right by her side. She handed me a ring that I'm still wearing right now. I don't take it off, and, you know, it just uh, says mom every day. And she says, well, this would be an easier way to go. And I said, mother, get, you know, kind of kiddingly, but not really, because she was serious. I said, mom, that's not funny. You know, you can't go. We, we can't do without you right now. So don't think like that. You know, just let's get you better. But she never did come out. And those were the last words that I spoke to her. Well, I, I did tell her I loved her. But after that, my stepfather, who was more of a father to me than my father. And uh, when I was 17, he was in my life. And I didn't get to know him real well because I was going out the door as he was, you know, coming in. And But he trusted me with his car. It was an old Thunderbird, coolest car ever. And he trusted me with his two loving dogs. And he said, Sue, I need you to drive this car to Lompoc. And Lompoc from Orange County was a three-hour, two-and-a-half, three-hour drive. And I want you to take your little sister, Darcy. So this was a road trip, my first road trip. My mother was, like, really nervous and worried. But I felt so good. My, you know, my shoulders went back, and I was all puffed up because... This man believed that I could handle it. So I drove all the way to Lompoc. It was a successful trip. No, no, no hiccups. Just um, really kind of fun, you know. But he was always a very uh, encouraging person. He, he loved on me, and he encouraged. He was a cheerleader for me. Well, then uh, things started to change a little bit in their marriage and everything, and I have struggled before on my own, and I had a newfound faith and a newfound uh, you know, a love for my Heavenly Father. So, of course, I wanted to share that with those that I love. And I, um, you know, I talked about the Buddha that they had in the house and some other things that I felt were really not okay. And 
Uh, you know, some people think you're crazy when you talk about this stuff, but other people realize that, you know, it's no harm in taking it out of the house. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not bowing down to it and I'm not in love with it and I can't do, you know, I can do without it. So if it could possibly cause a problem, yeah, let's take it out. Let's just get it away. Okay. And so, um, I had these conversations with my mother and I said that, you know, there's, um, there's just some things that I've learned and I want to share because if this could help, why not? Well, he didn't like that too much. And he said, you know, Susie, don't talk to me about your God. And if you're going to talk to me about any scriptures or about the Bible, I don't want to hear about it. And you're so narrow-minded and blah, blah, blah. Well, when my mother passed away, um, he wrote me a letter. And, and this man was very important to me. He was the father figure that I did not have growing up. And I had some other issues, but I won't go into that today. Anyway, um, he wrote me this letter and he said, I want to sever all familiar ties with you. I was devastated. Um, I didn't even know what to do. I was devastated. I didn't understand it. I have a love for the Lord, but does that mean I can't have you as my stepfather? Um, I never called him dad. I always called him Papa Bear. Anyway, uh, that just tore my heart out. And, and that's a sign or a persecution of the belief system that I had. And on his deathbed, he, he uh, asked me to come to his deathbed. And, uh, you know, I, I couldn't have the kind of relationship that I once had. And I didn't feel the same way about this man as I once did. And, and that's okay. And, but he did ask me back. And, you know, we talked a little bit, not a whole lot. So I don't know. I don't know where he is. He died, and I don't know where he is, but I do know that I did my part. I do know that I did what I was called to do, and I was persecuted. So I know a little bit about that, and that's not the only time I've been persecuted, and I'm sure there's more to come because that's what we're called to do. But I, I, was, I was nudged to share that story for some reason. So maybe that is inspiring to somebody. And, you know, I just want you to know that it's okay. It's okay to be persecuted. It doesn't feel good. I know that. But if you're doing it for God, he's, he's okay with that. Okay, so uh, keeping the business going in spite of loss of business, laying off staff, bankruptcy, these are also some financial challenges that some could be facing, along with other things. There's just challenges all the time. Many leaders are very focused on the poor economy and the financial challenges that accompany it, and yet it is often in the crucible of challenges that our faith is tested and becomes most relevant as we come to the end of ourselves and, and have nowhere else to turn but to God. That is so more true than not, and it's so sad that it has to reach that level before we reach up and ask the Lord into our lives to, to guide us and to take the wheel and all those other things that we hear. And maybe that's you, and maybe it's time. Maybe it's time that you give it up and give it over, hand it over. You know, and, and don't take it back just because it gets a little easier for a moment. Leave it there. You know, he's much better at it than you are. Newsflash, right? But, I mean, he is. He's much better at managing it. If we do it his way, oh, my goodness, it's so much better. I know. 
It is important to identify what tasks need to be completed and prioritize them based on how critical they are to the company's success, time frame, or other factors. So in this situation that I have to deal with, I had to decide what's the priorities now, the company meeting or this this situation about dishonesty or both or, you know, in what manner do I handle what first and, uh, you know, what is most important here? And sometimes uh, in this chapter, it talks about that we can put the the issue of, you know, making the money versus the the lesson or the moral that we have to adhere to. Uh, that's been a struggle too. So I'm, I'm moving into dishonesty because this is the next chapter, which is so interesting that it's here, right here, right now, uh, in the midst of what I'm facing. And so here's what it says. Dishonesty has many faces in the marketplace. The Bible is clear that dishonesty is unacceptable. Here are two relevant verses. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. That's Exodus twenty fifteen sixteen. In case you needed the verse or the address, there it is. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the th- image of its creator. Colossians 3, 9 and 10. So dishonesty comes in the form of lying, giving false testimony about others, using dishonest measurement, misappropriating that which has been entrusted to you, like cash, stealing, greed, and swindling others. We see evidence of these forms of dishonesty regularly in the marketplace. Employee dishonesty can be a problem as well. And here's what it says in this chapter. It says, another CEO hired an individual to fill a senior position. While the individual had been released from a former employer over an ethical issue, the man's explanation seemed plausible. So the CEO hired him. Unfortunately, the CEO later found that the individual changed the name on an account to to his own so he would get a commission. When this came to light, the CEO had to fire him. Here's another one. The situation turned more unpleasant when the CEO received a letter from the man's wife criticizing him for terminating her husband prior to Christmas and doing so as a Christian. The CEO wrote the woman a letter and suggested she talk with her husband about why he was terminated. He also wrote his wife a letter and sent her some money. Months later, the CEO happened to bump into the former employee who asked him for forgiveness. It is uncomfortable to deal with dishonesty. It impacts everyone. The marketplace often places more emphasis on ends than means. When ends matter more than means, dishonesty can quickly be justified. Leading by biblical principles means using honest scales, being truthful even when it is not popular, treating what has been entrusted to you with the greatest of respect, returning what is not yours, and abstaining from every form of evil. 1 Thessalonians 5.22 Practical tools. Develop a biblically-based character. Know what you believe. Do what you know is right. If you aren't sure, pray about it and seek godly counsel wisdom. Be prepared for backlash. Set an example for others. Let employees know honesty is expected and dishonesty not tolerated. I have two more. 
Be compassionate when dealing with people who commit acts of dishonesty. This refers to how we deal with people, not that we avoid taking adverse action when appropriate. As Christians first, we want to be good ambassadors for Christ and conduct ourselves consistent with the Bible. We will be back with more of the Sue Free Show right after this break. Hi, Sue Freeze, the Termite Lady here. It's been my privilege to serve my community for 32 years as owner of E. coli Termite and Pest Control. Family is one of the most important things in my life, so you can imagine my panic when my little boy Tyson stopped breathing for the first time when he was two years old. It was the most terrifying thing I'd ever experienced. In an instant, Tyson had become a statistic. One in eight children in California who suffers from life-threatening asthma. Those of you who listen to my radio show understand that I'm not a victim. I'm a mover, I'm a doer, and I'm a believer. And so I did what I had to do. I set out to find out why Tyson was suffering those horrific asthma attacks, and the journey was powerful and illuminating. I learned so much about how asthma attacks can be prevented, how you can make your home a healthier, happier environment, and how you can emerge from challenging situations like this even stronger and more powerful than you ever could imagine. I've shared my family's story in my new book, Learning to Breathe, available now on my website, www.suefreeze.com. If you or someone you love suffers from asthma, this is a book you must read. Please order your copy today. And for more information about effective alternatives to traditional pest control, please call us at Ecola 800-332-2847. We'd love to help you take care of your home and your family too. Learning to Breathe, available now at SueFreeze.com. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola Termite and Pest Control. And I'm Tyson Freeze, Sue's son, and also work at E. coli. I understand why E. coli is Southern California's number one alternative pest control company. As a child with asthma, my mother made it her number one priority to protect me from harmful chemicals and contaminants. I wrote a book about it called Learning to Breathe, about a love without bounds and a fight I refuse to lose. I'll always be thankful for my mom's love and strength during this struggle, which essentially saved my life. I'm proud knowing my mother, Andy Cola, cares for our customers like my mom cared for me. We are offering $100 off any termite work and $50 off pest control for new customers. Just call 877-332-BUGS for details. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Love you, Mom. E. Cola termite and pest control. 877-332-BUGS. You're listening to The Sue Free Show. Thank you, E. Cola Termite and Pest Management Services for sponsoring this show. And if you're interested in sponsoring the show, just contact me, would you, on Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. <laughs> anyway, when you go there, also, you've got to check this website out. I'm putting a lot of money, a lot of time into this website. There are free things that you can get, such as the IMs, which will help you in your day-to-day belief system of who you are in Christ, which is so important when you're fighting these battles and you're struggling with things, and because your belief system is, is so important. If you think you're unworthy, then you, you will act unworthy. If you think that you are not forgivable, then you're going to act that way. If you think you're less than, if you think that you're not important, then you're going to allow people to take advantage of you. And that's just not what God wants. God wants you to understand that he died for you, that he sent his only son for you 
so that you could do what he created you to do, the purpose that he set out. That's really, really, really important. And if you don't get that, get it. It's very important that you understand that he gave you gifts, he gave you talents, so that you can complete the purpose, complete the job that he set out for you, that only you can do. That is special. It is so special. And you, my dear, my man, you are special. You are important to him. And you need to understand that and not take anything from anybody that tells you anything other than that. Put your shoulders back. Take a deep breath. Breathe in. Enjoy. And understand that God's right there. He wants you. He wants your relationship. He wants, he wants you to look up. He wants you to talk to him on a daily basis. Every, pray without ceasing, he says. That's your conversation with him. And it doesn't have to be memorized. In fact, it's better if it's not. It has to come from your heart. You know, when you open a card, I don't know why, just I got a visual. When you open a card that's given to you from somebody, and you read what's pre-printed, the commercial message. You go, oh, that's really sweet. Because you know they took time to read that, to find the right card, right? First of all, that's front of it. It can be funny. It could be serious. It could be touching. Whatever. And then you open it up and you, you get the message that's there, that's pre-printed. But aren't you really looking for what they hand-wrote? I am. I want to know what they want to tell me from their heart. And that's what God wants. He wants the written part of that card. And when you're talking to people, could you please just give a little piece of you to them? Give a piece of you to them. Last week, I was invited to be on Gina Pastorian and, and Dave's show. And uh, she brought up some subject matters that I really don't talk about too much on my show. Because I don't think the forum is just, I don't know. I just, I don't feel comfortable. And so she asked me some questions. She goes, is that okay? And I'm like, oh, man, that's, that's an arena I just don't really go down too much. But I opened up and I, um, I actually teared up and, you know, my throat got a little tight and, you know, kind of crackly. And you, you know how that is when those emotions kind of take over. And everybody that listened to that just said, oh, my gosh, that was such a good show. And I'm like, wow, do I need to cry every time I am on a show just to say it's a good show? But I'm thinking that, you know what, to be victorious, to go through those hard times, those times when you just feel like, oh, my gosh, I can't take any more. To get to the other side, you know, like when you have a rainy day and you know there's a rainbow, but where is it? And you're looking for that rainbow because it's just very gray and cloudy and cold you understanding what i'm feeling or expressing right now you know there's a rainbow the sun comes out there's a rainbow and you're going wow i made it to the other side i want you to understand that you too will make it to the other side because it's important when we're going through things i can remember down and out being in fetal position in the shower i yeah me Little old me, fetal position, screaming out, crying out to God. I don't know what to do. I, I, I can't do this anymore. And it was in that time that he, he just reached down. Because I asked him to. He won't just reach down unless you ask him to reach down. Because he's a gentleman. 
So you have to do your part. That's why he gave you freedom of choice. You know that? Because he doesn't want to just be, he doesn't want a robot where everybody just believes. He wants you to make a decision to choose him. Interesting. Because he wants your free will. He wants you to choose him. Right? So did you? Have you? Are you gonna choose him? I hope so. Tell you, life is a lot better with him in your heart and in your mind and in your soul because that's what he wants. He wants all of you. Not just a piece. You know, you can't just put him on a shelf and just pull him out when you need him. You know, he wants to be with you all the time. <sighs> I feel your pain. I'm <laughs> I'm just breathing right now because I, I feel it and I'm talking about it and I... I can I can get myself there very easily. I can go back to those dark, cold times. I I can I can feel it, and um, but I also can feel the sun beating down on my face, and I can look up and I can see that rainbow, and I can tell you that it's there for you too. So that's the good news. So um, misrepresentation of character when somebody has not walked in your shoes, but judging you, and not only judging you and keeping it quiet, but talking about that to other people. Man, that that is like the worst. I just met somebody last night that, uh, it's a long story and I don't want to get into it, but um, he was misrepresented in his marriage, and the, the marriage went south, and... Uh, a lot went on in that, and I went up to him and I said, you know, we've already mended, and you know, I've already said I'm sorry for my part in this situation, not knowing everything and uh, just doing what I thought I needed to do, and I, I don't feel bad about what I did, I just feel bad that he was hurt in, in the whole thing, and he said, you know, Sue, what hurts me most is that people that I really considered friends didn't come and ask me my story, my side of the story. They just didn't ask me, and I was one of those. I had my reasons why I didn't. I was protecting. I was in a protective mode for someone else, and I felt that it was in a detrimental state to talk about it uh, at that time. But looking back, I was wondering, you know, when he said that last night, it just kind of pierced my heart because I've been there too where, you know, if somebody doesn't know, if somebody doesn't understand a situation and this goes for anyone with me, and I'm just making this personal right now, but for you too, but for me, if you have a thought, if you think that you know, or you are passing judgment, or you have some information, and it's about me, or to me, or whatever, do me and yourself a favor. Talk to me about it. That's what we're called to do. He says that if you're praying at the altar and there is somebody that you don't, things aren't exactly right. He says, leave everything at the altar and go make it right. So if anybody, see, I'm, I'm doing this. I am seeking out and I'm making things right. If there's any issue, in, in, even a consideration of an issue, I am pursuing it. And I'm doing my part to where I can look at my Heavenly Father and say, I did my part. And he can look down and say, good, well done. 
you are called to do this. So if it has to do with Sufri's, do you a favor, do me a favor and contact me. <laughs> Go to Sufri's.com. If you know my phone number, call me. All right, let's just, I'll set, the, I'll set it straight, man. You got a question? I've got an answer. And I, I have no problem with that. And I, I would appreciate it. So misrepresentation of character. I talked about it on the Gina Pastore show a little bit. She was asking about how um, things are handled in the, in the church with somebody that's gone through a divorce or gone through, you know, situations. You know, how, how do Christians handle that? And we are human and we fall short. And not always do we handle ourselves the best way we can. Do we? The good thing is, is God's there and he gives us grace, right? If we ask him for forgiveness, because we're called to ask for forgiveness, right? This is the Sue Free Show. And thank you, San Diegans, for joining in. Thank you, Venturians, for checking in with us. And uh, all the way up and down the coast, along with, uh, you know, across the continent, all the way around. It's amazing uh, how many people are listening to this show. And I'm really thankful. Last week I talked about snoring. And I had a man call, not man call, but a man text me like right after the show saying, Sue, thank you so much for bringing the subject up. My wife and I are no longer together because she snored. She didn't do anything about it. And she is a marriage therapist. And I ended up having to go into another room to sleep. And she knew how detrimental it is or how important it is for a man and wife to sleep in the same room. But because of the snoring, I had to leave the room. It's not that I didn't tell her that she had a problem, but she chose to ignore it. How often is that the case that we just try to ignore things as if they're going to go away? They don't go away. It just gets worse. If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen... Take one or two others along with you, that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. This is Matthew eighteen fifteen through 17, if you need the strength of the scripture to back you up in a situation, there you have it. Okay? Pray for peace of mind and wisdom. See godly biblical insight and wisdom. Avoid a worldly response to character misrepresentation, such as making disparaging remarks, responding in anger, and or slandering the other person. Apply biblical principles found in Matthew, again, 18, 15 through 17. Speak the truth in love. I love that one. You know why? Because there's so much judgment that goes on. And if your goal is to bring a person nearer to God, if your goal is to bring this person to a new understanding to where, uh, you know, conflicts can be resolved and love can happen, then speaking in judgment is not going to get you what you really, really, really want. If you speak the truth in love, It's a whole different delivery, isn't it? Strive for unity. 
Isn't that what we're trying to do here? Strive for unity. Involve a supervisor or manager in the process if necessary. When I hire somebody on, I just did that this morning. I interviewed a girl and I said, look, if there is an issue, if somebody says something that offends you, what will you do? And she says, well, I would go to that person and I would tell them that they offended me because maybe they don't know. I said, bullseye, exactly right. So you tell this person that they offended you or that what they said hurt you and uh, they continue to do it or they say your problem, not mine. Then what do you do? This is how I counsel my employees is that you, you bring another person into the conversation. It doesn't mean tell everybody at the water cooler. That's not what it means. It means that you're going to address this one-on-one, and if you can't get what you think needs to happen, then you bring another person, a supervisor, somebody that can monitor and, and, and kind of guide it along, right? That's what we do at Ecola. And if that doesn't work, then you bring me in. And, and that's what I tell everybody. My door's open. My phone's on. Just bring me in. Let's make this right. Let's, let's get along, can't we? Let's be a team, can't we? We want unity. We want to be a team. We want to work together. Okay. So, Oh, how funny. The next chapter talks about water cooler conversations. <laughs> Not to slander or use obscene language. Colossians 3.8. These are things that Bible, the Bible admonishes. The tongue is hard to control and is a restless evil full of deadly poison, one that curses and blesses. That's James 3.8 and 12. So do you want to use your tongue to curse or to bless? I know I want to bless. That's my goal. I want my tongue to bless. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Colossians 4, 6. I'm going to put that on a slide because I think that needs to be on a slide for our, sh- our company meeting. Leaders model biblical principles in their speech they provide a standard that others watch and will frequently embrace. So here are some practical ideas for dealing with inappropriate water cooler conversations. Allow God to work in your heart so that your speech and actions honor him. Set a positive example for others to follow. Don't engage. Don't engage in gossip. This is from me. I'm not reading. Uh, don't engage in gossip. You know, um, just don't. Avoid or leave water cooler conversations when they start to become inappropriate. You know, it always doesn't, your response doesn't have to be in word. You know, that's an action. I got to go or, you know, you just walk, walk away. Talk to people one-on-one and share your feelings about inappropriate language or jokes, especially from those with whom you regularly work. Be sensitive to others who may be offended. If you do not participate but remain present, others may think you condone the activity. So even by just staying there. Here's another one for you. I'll read this and then I'll tell you what I was thinking. As a supervisor or manager, if you hear inappropriate language and jokes and do nothing, you could be allowing others to violate organizational policy and unconsciously contributing to a hostile work environment if others are offended by the language or jokes. Here's another one for you. How do you like the kind of movies that are being made? I think they have some really good movies coming out right now, and I think it's a, um, a result of the Christians that understand 
that as long as people will go pay money to go see things, the producers and Hollywood will continue to make them. But if we start to create value, like the war room, there's so many good movies out right now, and the quality of the acting is is getting so much better. It's great. The War Room was a great movie, and there's some really good ones out right now. So, but if we keep spending the money on the others, guess what? They'll keep making them. So if you keep involving yourself in the water cooler conversation and it's not good, they're going to continue to do it. And by just staying there, what message are you giving them? Food for thought, isn't it? Food for thought. So, putting on the full armor of God. This is an article that was um, received out of, De- it's Debbie McDaniel, and it's a blog that she put out on my birthday in 2016. We may forget at times, but one thing is true, the world is a battlefield. Day by day, hour by hour, we face a spiritual war and an enemy who's real. He wants nothing more than to bring defeat. For his main aim is to steal, kill, and destroy. God has a plan for our lives. The enemy has a plan for us too. We just have to decide which voice we're going to listen to and who we're going to choose to follow each day. Chances are, if we don't make a determined choice to follow God, we may eventually fall into the evil one's trap. God gives specific instructions in his word. He gives us all we need to stand strong in this life. Yet, all too often, we race through busy, full days, ill-equipped, unprepared, or simply not aware of what we're up against, or who the real enemy even is. The forces of darkness don't wait for us to be ready for their attack. They're ruthless, determined, and cunning. The devil could care less if we feel prepared or prayed up for our day. In fact, he prefers when we're not. If you're a believer living like salt and light in this dark world, you won't go for long without encountering obstacles and attacks. He'll hurl straight your direction. This battle is real and it is intense. God has given us his word and spirit, powerful and true, so we'll have the wisdom and protection to stand against the enemy. So as I read these verses, I want you to just kind of close your eyes and listen. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Can you see it? It's ugly up there. It's ugly. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand... Stand firm. Then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, 
with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. This is Ephesians 6, 12 through 18. That is such, I mean, that is so good and I so need that right now. I'm in a clickety-clang down the aisle because I need all of this. And how about you? But that part about the sword, the spirit, right? The sword. But you know what? You want to not let any of these darts penetrate. They cannot get through. They just can't if you have the full armor of God on. So make a decision right here, right now that you're going to learn more about this if you don't know about it. And if you need a refresher course, go to Ephesians, my favorite book in the Bible. And you know what? Whatever challenges are coming your way, rejoice in them because it means that you're on to something. It means you're doing something right or you're being you know, prepared for your next assignment. God bless you. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. Thanks so much. Bye. I'm holding to the- this has been the Sue Free Show. Sponsored by E. coli termite and pest control services. It's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. E. coli has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. E. coli keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way. And their termite control is legendary. So call E. coli today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.